You are listening to episode number 121 of Conjuring Up Courage. I don't know about you, but I've been feeling unmotivated lately. So in this solo episode, I'm talking about motivation, what it is, how it works, and strategies to help you get your groove back when motivation is lacking. To access the show notes and a full transcript of this episode, head to shoredavidi.com forward slash 121. That's shoredavidi.com forward slash 121. This is Conjuring Up Courage, and I'm your host, Shore Davidi. As a self-trust coach, I help people come home to themselves so they can be more of who they are and less haunted by who they think they're supposed to be. I created this podcast to celebrate what's possible when you commit to being brave. You'll hear from diverse guests who are refusing to let fear and self-doubt stop them from building fulfilling lives and creating a better world for everyone. I'll also teach you my favorite tools, strategies, and mindset shifts so you can do the same. Consider this your invitation to stop living according to shoulds and to step into your motherfucking magic instead. Stay open, get curious, and let's grow together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first solo episode of the year 2022, which is starting the way that 2021 ended with the world basically being on fire and everyone being fucking exhausted and just feeling like it's more of the same, more of the same. Outside of the chaos of the world at large, for myself, when people have been asking me how I am doing over the last month or so, I have been responding that my personal life is fantastic and my professional life is meh. After a program launch that didn't go to plan, I have been sitting in the self-pity stew and I have just been feeling very, very unmotivated in my work. The roller coaster that is running a small business comes with a lot of ups and downs and unexpected obstacles, and it can be very disheartening at times. I've been doing the entrepreneur thing for five years now, and there are still plenty of days where I want to throw up my hands, get off the internet completely, and move to the middle of nowhere. So today's episode is an exercise in making content that speaks to what I need to hear right now, because chances are, if I need to hear it, then at least some of you do as well. Okay. Motivation is something that has been studied a ton, and there have been a lot of theories offered up about motivation. But for our purposes, I want to give a simple definition that is easy to understand. So you can think of motivation as the thing that helps you to both act initially and maintain action. Essentially, it's your willingness to do something or to not do something, which is why you usually hear motivation discussed in relation to meeting goals. And motivation is a process that happens internally. So within you, there is a complex calculus at play that determines your desire to change something about yourself or your life. When it comes to what actually motivates a person, there are two main categories of things. There's extrinsic motivation and intrinsic motivation. Extrinsic motivation refers to things that are outside of you, such as money, awards, praise, and social standing. Whereas intrinsic motivation refers to things that are inside of you, like personal gratification and growth, inherent satisfaction, and aligning with your values. Different things will motivate you in different circumstances, and usually it will be a combination of things, not just one. 
I also want to note that motivation to do different things is always in flux. It's normal and expected that your level of motivation will change because there's a variety of factors influencing how motivated you feel at any given time. Factors like what's happening in the world at large, such as the time of year or the weather or, I don't know, a two-year-long and counting global pandemic, plus all the factors specific to you, like whether you've experienced setbacks or successes, the level of support available to you, your physical health and well-being, hormone fluctuations, or how long you've been working towards something. However, I do have some suggestions of things you can try to get your groove back. But first, a quick caveat— I would be remiss if I didn't mention that a lack of motivation for an extended period of time can be a sign of a deeper issue. It might mean you have depression or anxiety or ADHD that needs to be addressed. It might mean you're struggling with perfectionism, self-doubt, or a lack of commitment or interest in the thing you're trying to motivate yourself to do. All things that could require additional help, such as from a psychiatrist or a therapist or even a coach like me. So just be aware that if you've tried all the things and nothing seems to be helping the motivation issue, that doesn't mean something's wrong with you or that you're broken. You may just have to dig a little deeper or call in reinforcements to get to the root of what you're struggling with. All right. My first suggestion for rekindling motivation might sound counterintuitive, but hear me out. What if... Instead of trying so hard to motivate yourself, you gave a big middle finger to that and you focused on caring for yourself instead. Why do I say that? Because I have seen time and time again that what looks like a lack of motivation in someone is really them being burned the hell out from the demands of the capitalist hellscape we're all forced to navigate for our survival. Consider your cell phone. When your phone battery is almost dead, Continuing to use your phone is going to make the battery power go down even faster. It's not going to make the situation better. And the same is true for you. When you're zapped of energy, it isn't effective to keep pushing yourself to do more, be faster, be better, be smaller. When you do that, it's only a matter of time before your battery is completely drained and you shut down. Just like the only way to get your phone battery to recharge is to plug your phone into a charger and give it time, the only way to make yourself feel better when you're feeling run down is to intentionally choose to do things that are re-energizing. And taking care of yourself by doing things that move you forward in the direction you want to go is one of the best possible ways to recharge your battery. And let me be clear, what I'm talking about here is self-care, which is distinct from self-soothing. Self-soothing activities are lovely and they have their place, but they're more about coping in the present moment than they are about recharging. So for example, staying up until 4 a.m. binge watching a TV show may have the effect of entertaining you and making you forget about your workload, but that binge session is more about distracting you than giving back to you. Whereas a focus on self-care activities that feel restorative, including rest, can go a long way toward bringing back your sense of motivation. You cannot create motivation out of thin air. Being mad about your lack of motivation when you're completely depleted is like being mad at your car for running out of gas when you've been driving it for miles with the gas light on. What you're experiencing is what's to be expected. So go fill up your tank, y'all. My second suggestion for shoring up your motivation is to revisit why it is you're trying to do what you're doing. Your why for anything is that thing's motivating factor. So if you're struggling to feel motivated to practice your guitar, for instance, reconnect with why you want to practice guitar in the first place. What are you trying to get out of it? Why is it meaningful to you? Can you link your guitar practice to a value of yours or to some kind of personal growth that you're striving for? Keeping your why front and center in your mind can help provide motivation. 
envisioning where you're trying to go and what it will feel like to get there is a way to bolster yourself through the process. But that's only true if you have a motivating why. What you might discover is that you actually don't give a fuck about the thing you're trying to motivate yourself to do. Maybe you're trying to learn guitar to impress someone or because your dad was a great musician and now you feel pressure to be one too. Without a strong why that speaks to you, motivation will be hard to come by, so you might have to reevaluate the whole situation. Either way, be sure to check in with your why when you're feeling unmotivated to do something because the inquiry can provide valuable information. My third suggestion for increasing motivation is to stop being such a dick to yourself and learn to embrace self-compassion. We have this cultural belief that being really fucking hard on ourselves is motivating, but the opposite is true. It's not shame and negative self-talk that motivate change. According to studies, it's self-compassion. There are over 3,000 studies on self-compassion to date that have found self-compassion is linked to reductions in depression, stress, perfectionism, shame, anxiety, suicidal ideation, and chronic pain, as well as increases in life satisfaction, happiness, optimism, authenticity, flexible responding, and immune function. For those of you who don't have much experience with self-compassion, Dr. Kristen Neff is one of the people leading the way in self-compassion research. She defines self-compassion as extending your self-kindness and the benefit of the doubt, just like you do for others. Practicing self-compassion requires noticing and accepting your pain and suffering, feeling moved by that pain and suffering, and offering yourself understanding of that pain and suffering because it's part of the human experience. It's not exactly a stretch to say that we tend to treat ourselves like hot garbage compared to the way we treat the people we love. If someone you care about came to you and told you they were feeling unmotivated, would you tell them they're lazy and worthless and need to get their act together? Probably not. You'd show them love and compassion. You'd point them to different facts that may be linked to their lack of motivation. You'd be understanding of their frustration. And yet, to yourself, in your brain, you can be really fucking mean, which is where self-compassion comes in because self-compassion is an effective way to stop being such a dick to yourself. And when you're not so much of a dick to yourself, you're more likely to feel motivated. While I did take a wonderful self-compassion core skills training with Dr. Neff, and it's something I work on with clients, unfortunately, I can't teach you the nuances of self-compassion in this episode. That said, I highly recommend Dr. Neff's book titled Self-Compassion, as well as the self-compassion exercises available for free on her website. Though I do want to note that Dr. Neff uses some diet culture-centric examples in both the book and her exercises that may be triggering for some folks. So proceed with caution. Thankfully, there are many alternative resources on self-compassion available if you need them. Bottom line, Try to work on being nicer to yourself, and if you're finding it especially challenging, consider getting some outside help in the form of resources or hiring a professional. At the risk of sounding like an asshole, especially considering we just talked about self-compassion, my fourth suggestion for getting motivated is to just do the damn thing you're trying to get motivated to do. I know, I know, I can hear you now, but sure, eh, if I could motivate myself to do the thing, then I wouldn't be listening to this damn podcast episode about motivation strategies. Fair. That's fair. But here's something not enough people talk about. Motivation doesn't always precede action. Sometimes, in fact, a lot of the time, it's actually doing the thing that kindles the motivation to do the thing. Getting started is usually the hardest part of anything, because once you get the ball over the hump and rolling down the hill, it starts to pick up speed naturally. Once you've started something, it's far easier to convince yourself to keep going. So the key to getting to that motivation magic 
is just to figure out how to start. This kind of strategizing is something I do a lot with coaching clients. And in my experience, there are plenty of things you can try to build that initial momentum. One example, especially for those of you who live and die by your calendar like me, is to schedule the shit you're feeling unmotivated to do in your calendar and honor those appointments with yourself the same way you honor appointments with other people. Bonus, showing up for yourself in that kind of way builds self-trust, which you know I am all about. Another example would be to create some kind of a starting ritual that signals to your brain it's time to do the thing you want to do. So if you're trying to motivate yourself to make more TikTok content, for example, I'm side-eyeing myself right now, maybe on the days you've set aside time for content creation, you set up your ring light and your microphone and everything you need as a way of transitioning into that mindset. Or maybe you have some kind of pump-up song you play every time before you start to get you in a good mood for being on camera. The point is to create an association in your brain that helps build the habit of doing the thing. Sometimes the main thing hindering you from getting started may be that the thing you want to do just feels too big and overwhelming. If that's the case, what you can do is try to break the thing down into smaller, more manageable pieces. I would also recommend celebrating along the way as you complete different aspects of what it is you're trying to do, because acknowledging how far you've come is extremely motivating. It's also fun. All this to say, don't discount that you may have the ability to create the space for motivation to thrive by figuring out how to take one baby step at a time in the direction you're trying to go in. And speaking of fun, my fifth and final suggestion for motivating yourself, which works for both making things easier to start as well as easier to sustain, is to find ways to make the thing more enjoyable. We humans are pleasure-seeking creatures. We like to feel good. So a surefire way to help light the motivation fire is to give yourself a reason to look forward to things. Luckily, there are many ways to achieve that, such as how you set up your environment. What would add more pleasure to the space where you're doing the thing? For me, it's often lighting a candle or putting on music or having a cup of tea and some candy nearby. You want to think about how you can pair things you enjoy with the things you maybe enjoy a little less. So I typically listen to an audiobook or podcast while folding and putting away laundry, for example. In addition, or if there isn't really a way to make the thing in question more enjoyable, you can set up something enjoyable to do after or create some kind of reward system for yourself. So maybe if you work for 45 minutes, then you get 15 minutes of time to do whatever you want. Or in my case, to watch clips on YouTube of the best drag race lip syncs of all time. That's specific to me, but you can think about what would be rewarding for you. Something else that could add enjoyment to the thing is who you do it with. I've mentioned before how Girl Gang member Allie and I regularly work out together in my home gym because we're both more likely to exercise when we do it together and get to gossip the entire time. So is there a way you could bring someone else in, whether that's co-working with someone, joining a class or group of people with similar goals to you, inviting a friend along, etc.? The world is terrible enough already, y'all. There's nothing wrong with finding ways to have fun to help you feel more motivated to get shit done. Gritting your teeth to get through something doesn't make you more good or virtuous. It typically just makes you more grumpy. So that's what I have for you today, my lovely listeners. Best of luck to you if you're trying to find some motivation and know that I'm right there alongside you. Getting motivated can definitely feel like searching for a needle in a haystack sometimes, but give these strategies a try and let me know how it goes. Thanks for listening and talk soon. And that's our show for today. If you're enjoying Conjuring Up Courage, don't forget to subscribe through your podcast provider of choice so you never miss an episode. Additionally, if you haven't left a rating and review in the Apple Podcasts app yet, 
You can do so from any Apple device to help more people find and benefit from the show. I also love hearing from listeners, so feel free to take a screenshot from your podcast player, post on social media, and tag me. My username is at Shore on all platforms. Finally, you can sign up for my email newsletter, The Sunday Share, and get more details about how to work with me by going to shoredavity.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you'll join me for the next episode.